We're back again on the Coach T Podcast Show. I'm really excited about this guest. It's a guy that uh, I met throughout my time in Rhode Island and New England and Massachusetts. He's a guy that is well-known in that area for producing some of the best athletes in the area. Um, is a sports performance coach. Um, he's a former player himself, uh, someone that, you know, has an extensive background. I'm going to obviously get a chance to run over some of his uh, accolades, but a really great guy, well-respected, as I mentioned, and cares a lot about the athletes. So I'm excited to uh, have Jim Bennett on the show from Next Generation Elite, um, yep. as well as Total Athletic Performance. Correct. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but um, just to give a background on Jim, he's a former uh, college football player like myself. He's a former all-star and captain at UMass Lowell from 1993 to 1996. He also you're, aging me. you're aging me right now. <laughs> hey, man. Every day is a good thing. Every day is a good day <laughs> when, you're, when you're on earth. You're breathing, man. So that's a good thing. You're seasoned. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Jim's a former uh, minor league national champion, all-star and captain, and 2010 Hall of Fame inductee for the New England Stars of the NEFL, is a certified personal trainer, certified speed and agility coach, has his bachelor's in exercise science, as well as child psychology and human behavior. That's pretty cool. Is uh, certified in functional movement systems. Um, currently, he is the head strength and conditioning coach at St. Bernard Central Catholic High School. He's a partner and sports performance coach, as we mentioned, at Total Athletic Performance, also known as TAP. He's also the co-founder and performance coach at Next Generation Elite. And he's the director, co-director, and owner of Team NGE All-Star Football. That's a lot. That's good. That's a lot. I'm busy. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it, it's busy. good. You know, uh, uh, idle hands, you know, I, I, I need to be busy uh, to keep myself on track. Yeah. You know, good. and uh, so. Uh, so where are you from? I grew up in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, till I was 13 years old. That is uh, next to Boston. It's connected to Boston. Mm -hmm. Used to be part of Boston a long time ago. Uh, and then moved to Medford, Massachusetts, the next town over. Um, eighth grade all through high school. Um, and, and so that's where I grew up. After high school, I went off to college, uh, UMass Lowell for four years. And then after college, I moved out to Los Angeles for four years where I worked in the film industry um, doing all kinds of stuff. I forgot about that. I forgot yeah. about so that, so one of the coolest things was I was actually Johnny Depp's bodyguard during the filming of the movie Fair and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say you were his... Uh... His twin or a stunt? No, his stunt no, no. Double, man. He, he's about up to my my chest. He's a little he's guy. Not very big at all. Yeah. You no, know none of them are. They're all tiny. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They are. Yep. They couldn't yeah. play sports, so they became acting. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Cool. So Boston boy. Boston right? boy, uh, city boy. Um, yep. You know, I, I joke that I didn't have a tree in my yard till I was fourteen. Uh, you know, <laughs> fire escape in the back uh, next to the train tracks. But I wouldn't change where I grew up for, for anything in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's made me who I am. Um, and, uh, you know, whether you're from the city, whether you're from the suppers or whatever, uh, always remember where you came from. You yeah. know, and, and yeah. I, I'm a city boy. I'll always be a city boy. You know, I live on an acre of land right now. And 
now I have to mow grass and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that part which, of it. That, which, yeah, <laughs> which, you know, I never had to do that before. Yeah, so, yeah, so. Which, which, you know, this time of the year, um, especially with, with everything going on, is yeah. probably uh, pretty welcomed right now in terms of let me get out of the house and let me cut some grass, let me do something, right. something different than, you know, being in the house. Right. The hard part right now is I'm four weeks out of a, a shoulder surgery. I just had my labrum oh. and my bicep fixed on my left arm. So I can't really do a lot of the stuff I want to be doing. So mm-hmm. we're doing some hiring and bringing some professionals in. Okay. Nice. It, well, you know, as you know, if you can't do it, bring it a pro. That's right. Hey, you, you, I'm sure a lot of parents say the same thing about you. Like, Hey, I, yeah. I, I can't really teach my son or daughter exactly what I need to do. So let me bring in a pro like yourself. Correct. So no. let me ask, Sure. Uh, what led you down the road of being a sports performance coach? Obviously, you're a former player, and sure. then you went to Hollywood, and you kind of did, did that I, thing. I, I, did a lot, I did a lot of things. Uh, a former, you know, obviously, I went to high school, college, a couple of years of semi-pro uh, when I got back from Los Angeles. Um, then I had, uh, you know, a bunch of different jobs. I owned a construction company, I, trying to find my way. Um, and I had a, a pretty bad, serious back injury um, mm-hmm. where I ended up rupturing my L4, L5, L5S1 discs, three surgeries, spinal fusion, um, auto work, and time in my hands trying to figure out what do I want to do with my life and how can I be of service and, and have purpose? Not just have a job, but have something that, I, that I'm passionate about and what I love. And I, obviously, I grew up loving sports. But I also grew up um, poor. <laughs> you know, we didn't have a lot of money and, and we didn't have a lot of training and we didn't have, you know, we just had Pop Warner practice and we went home. And, and when I, after my surgeries, I, uh, I decided to go back to school. They told me I was fully disabled and that I could maybe be a greeter at Walmart. Um, and and I, I was 30 early thirties and didn't uh, actually mid thirties and, and, and wouldn't accept that as, as the truth. So um, I, I went back to school. I got my degree mm-hmm. in exercise science. I rehabbed mm-hmm. my back uh, and I got an internship at total athletic performance. Um, when I went in to interview for that, now I'm a 35 year old going in as an intern, you know, feeling a little weird and, and, and the owner, who's now my business partner, said to me, what's your five-year plan? I said, I want to own the place in five years. And uh, he kind of was taken back and, and kind of looked at me, and I think he wasn't sure where I was coming from. So who's this guy? Who this yeah, guy who's is? this guy? <laughs> but to make a long story short, I bought in as a partner four years later. Nice. So Got on yourself, man. I, you know, it's, I, I was 35. I had um, – I had a son, on you know, uh, coming on the way, mm-hmm. uh, and I needed to, instead of finding jobs, I needed to find a career. And at, helping athletes has always been what I wanted to do, but I've also worked with kids a lot. I was growing up, I was a camp counselor, overnight summer camp that I started going to when I was seven years old. I left there when I was 22, every summer. The whole summer. Wow. When I was 13, they started a leader in training program, uh, which was like counselor and training, which which helped me develop my leadership skills. By the time I was 17, 18, I was in charge of 
300 uh, uh, campers and 70 staff from around the world. Wow. At 18 wow. years old. Um, so, I, and half of the stuff I did out there was sports and games, teaching and getting these kids to move and sweat and, and, and all that stuff and then organizing. So it all kind of came back full circle when I decided to go back to school and I said, all right, I want to be, I want to work with athletes. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a personal trainer per se, where I'm working with just adults and, and things like that. I want to help these kids at an impressionable age and teach them how to train properly and how to eat properly and how to recover properly and how to be a good sport and how to be a good teammate and how to be a good son. Uh, and all that came, all that experience came from working at that camp. You know, a lot of these kids, most of these kids were underprivileged kids from Boston, broken homes. Uh, and they, you know, I was one of those kids and I became one of those counselors. And when I was yeah. a kid, I looked up to those counselors and, and they made a big impression on me and I wanted to do the same. And That's I beautiful. did that, I did that there. And then I went away from it and then I came back to it. And now what I'm doing is basically I'm running a summer camp an hour at a time or an hour and a half at a time throughout the year. Right. There you go. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and, and it's about getting these kids motivated and having fun. And when they leave that training or whatever we're doing, they in the car, they all, it's all they talk about on the way home and they can't wait to go back. Again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that right there is worth more than any paycheck that I can yeah. ever get. Anything, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter how much money I make. If I can make an impact on one of these kids, if, if their parent messaged me and says, thank you, you know, they're walking a little taller, their, 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 their heads held confidence high, is key, their confidence is there, you know, yeah, you're building sleep, the person. they can't wait to do it. They're doing push-ups at home now because they want to do more when they're with me. Totally you know, different kid. Man, that stuff is just, that gets Beautiful. you right, right in the heart, <laughs> right? You know yep, what I mean? Yep. So make an impact. And how can I make an impact with something I love? So to come back full circle, I love sports, I love training athletes, and I love helping the next generation. There so you I go. pulled it all together there and said, go. I'm going to be a sports there you go. coach. You wake up every day and you you love life, man. You I love what you love. It, it is the best, you know, it, it, you know, and it's cliche, you know, if you love your job and you don't work a day in your life. Now, I don't necessarily believe that because I work hard. I work yeah. hard every day, yeah. but I love it. So I consider yeah. it still work. I still work, but I love what I do. And, and I get up in the morning and I'm excited and I get at home and I'm putting together my, my notes or my training for the next day. And every athlete's a little different. So it can't just be cookie cutter, you know, right. but I love right. that stuff, you know, and that's, that's, that's what drives my passion. now. Awesome. Awesome, man. So tell me about it. You mentioned obviously total athletic performance. Yep. Um, you also have NGE. So tell me how those things work together, how they work separately? Sure. Um, it's a big question. It confuses a lot of people. So when I started at TAP, I was a, a total athletic performance. I was an intern. Um, and I was, I didn't know if I was going to have a job when I, when that internship ended. Mm -hmm. um, so in the meantime, uh, I was coaching semi-pro football uh, in the New England Football League. I was a defensive coordinator for the Lowell Nor'easter. Um, and uh, Bill Nash, who was my partner with NGE, mm -hmm. uh, we, we had been talking. He's a, a staple in the community. Great uh, guy, man. Great guy. I've been coaching for mm -hmm. over 30 years, multiple sports, 
great with the kids, a real good football mind. Yep. And um, so he said, you know, we decided let's, let's sit down and have a conversation, figure out how we can combine our skills to help these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so with my, obviously I had a football background and coached a little bit, but Bill is a coach, you know, he's been coaching forever. He, he knows the technique of every position. He, he just, he has that in him. And, yeah. and I don't, you know, I can, I can coach up a linebacker. I was a quarterback in high school, option quarterback. We didn't really throw much, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, so I can, I can teach you how to take a handoff and, and snap the ball. But, you know, I, I teach long snappers, uh, but Bill can get really good into the technique. Uh, so we sat down at a Dunkin' Donuts and decided that we wanted to combine something. Now, TAP, Total Athletic Performance, is a facility. It's in Acton, Massachusetts. Yeah. All athletes, all ages, all levels train there. Right. When I started there, it was mainly a hockey facility. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Boston area, very big hockey hub. Big on hockey. Oh, Huge yeah. hockey hub. Probably, arguably, one of the best in the country. Yep. Um, yep. So, and that was a big, the head trainer there at the time who I trained under. Uh, his name's Carl, Cor- Carl Corzini, uh, former Boston University hockey player, former professional hockey player, played a, a couple games up in the NHL with the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of interned under Carl right at, towards my end of my internship. Carl got the head coaching job at St. Mark's in Massachusetts. It's a private okay. prep, yep. prep school, big money school. Kids are paying $60,000 a year to go to school during a year wow. high school. Yeah. Insane. Insane. You know, from a kid that grew up in Somerville with a single mom and, you know, and no money to to think that I'm working with kids that are paying $60,000 a year to go to high school baffles me a little bit. But Mm -hmm. um, so in the meantime, I didn't know if I was going to have a job at TAP. uh, And I wanted to to work with football players because of my background. Mm -hmm. So Bill and I decided to start Next Generation Elite Football Player Development which mm-hmm. is, was the original name, still kind of is the name, but we've also, now we've paired off and kind of we do work with other athletes. So the way I describe it now, NGE is my travel training, where, yep. where I do camps, yep. clinics, yep. Uh, home calls, whatever I do, and TAP is the facility that yep. I do my training. Yep. So sometimes I, I do NGE training at TAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that gets a little weird because I have partners in TAP and I have partners in NGE, but you know, mm-hmm. let the accountants figure that out and, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. But that's really the crux of it. NGE is the, is the training outside of the facility where we work. Like I said, camps, clinics, speed camps, yeah. outside yeah. of different locations, satellite locations. So I work at a lot of different high schools. Um, I have relationships with certain athletic directors and football coaches where we will come in and use their facility to yep. run our camps and clinics, let their athletes train during that time in exchange for rental fees. It's kind of, I'm kind of giving away my business model right now, but it works. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone, everyone benefits. I'm not paying out of pocket or I get a discount on a field rental, which you know as much as I know, can be very pricey. Can be very pricey, yes. Right. But these athletic directors want to see, they want to help their athletes. Mm-hmm. So they can you know, tell the finance people, hey, we're giving this away for nothing, but we have 20 football players or every athlete in the school that can go get this training for nothing, which would have cost them 
three times as much as what this field would have cost. Right, right. Right. And then what I'm allowed to do is invite people that don't go to school. Yep. Yep. And open it up to the public. So that's kind of, and that's not every business model, but that is a, a big part of how we got started. Yeah. And, and that's you just being smart, you know, you adapting, you being creative and, yeah. you know, with me knowing you throughout my time in New England, I know you to be a guy that, that number one, works hard. And then number two, you know, you work smart. So you do a really good job of staying organized, um, you know, working your tail off, making sure every, all your T's are crossed, all your I's are dotted. Yeah. And, you know, it's good that you are thinking, okay, how can this benefit everyone? Sure. The athlete, the athletic director, the school, right. you know, and then making sure that you are able to, um, you know, do your training and everyone feels comfortable. With right. it. Well, that's how I got, you know, um, you, you mentioned that I'm, I'm the strength and conditioning coach at St. Bernard's mm-hmm. in, in Fitchburg. Well, that came about because I ran a speed camp at their field. And through a parent that I've worked with for years, reached out to the head coach and said, hey, I got this guy who works with him. He's with the third place. They provided the facility. I trained their, their athletes mm-hmm. and invited other athletes out. And we did this one year. We did it again the next year. And then I went into the athletic director and I approached him and said, you need a strike and conditioning coach. Yeah, you need <laughs> and, a bad. You need, a, you need one bad. <laughs> and they said, we can't afford one. I said, I have a solution. Uh, so I, you know, I, we worked out a deal where I get facility rentals and fees at a discount. And I go in during different times of the year, depending on the season. And I go in and Correct. work with their students and athletes after school for an hour, hour and a half, four or five days a week. Yeah, um, beautiful. So now that they have beautiful. a strength conditioning coach and I have a facility, indoor, outdoor facilities that are less than a half mile from my house. Dude, that's so cool, man. And, and, and again, you, you're being creative with your time and your resources. And, you know, we – I totally agree that a lot of schools need some type of strength and conditioning or, or sports performance, whatever you want to call it. They need that type of coach. Every, co- every, every school, every school, every school, every school right? needs one. Uh, I spend more time correcting bad form that was taught or not taught to somebody than actually teaching the right form. I have to correct a lot, especially when I get an athlete that's already in high school. Um, some of these high schools have, very good programs and or coaches that know what they're doing. But even if you have a, a linebacker coach that knows what he's doing in the gym, don't you want that linebacker coach worrying about his linebackers? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Let's bring in a professional, you know, um, mm-hmm. that, that it, and it doesn't have to be expensive because everyone can help each other out. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see, I don't see wasting a, a valuable coach's time sitting in a weight room watching people lift when they could be scheming and recruiting or whatever they're doing and let me go in. This is what I do. It's like clockwork for me. And and, and to be honest with you, it almost doesn't matter what sport you play. And you can attest to this training is about 90% the same. It's the beginning, you know, someone has tight hamstrings or they have a bad ankle or they're a baseball player. So we're going to warm up their, their rotator cuffs. But the, the, the speed, agility, the strength, conditioning, the power, and explosion, every athlete, every sport doesn't matter. Conditioning yep. is different. Yep. You know, my hockey players, eight weeks out from the season, we're doing what we call shift, shift drills, uh, which they're going to run 
or do different activity, get their heart rate up for 45 seconds, and then they're going to go sit on, sit down and recover for a minute and a half because that is the typical hockey shift. Right. Now, football right. players, you know, obviously plays are different, but I say on average 10 seconds of play, 30 right. to 40 seconds, great. So that's how I condition my football players. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. get them game ready as much as we can without actually being in the game. Yeah, as much game-like conditioning as, as much can as get. we can, and that's yeah. multi-direction, right? That's just not straight sprinting. Because how often do you sprint forty yards in a play? Hey, man, look, I remember high I mean, school. You were a receiver. Know, you were a receiver, no. so probably more than other people. No, but. I'm agreeing with you. Like <laughs> there were times when I was, you know, as growing up, I would we would just just run, just to run. Just to run. None of it applied to what we actually were asked to do on the field. Yeah, and that always bugged me, man. Yeah, I don't want to get off topic, and this is kind of where we're going, but one of my biggest gripes with youth and high school football coaches is having athletes take laps for messing up. I think that is the most counterproductive thing a football coach can do. <laughs> exactly. Right? They messed up because they don't know. Right. Teacher. Why are you going to make them more tired just so you can have a three-minute break and jog a lap to now teach them to run slow? I'm not a big fan of jogging for athletes. No. You know, don't yet. Yeah, yet yeah, you want to jog a lap to warm up before you stretch. I'm okay with that. But to just to take constant laps at jogging, you're training yourself to run slow. Yeah. Why would yeah. you do that? Right. I want to. You know, I want these kids to sprint. We can get our conditioning in in sprinting, not yes. jogging. Yeah. Five laps yeah. for 20 hey. minutes. We see eye to eye. I, I don't see it. It just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't translate onto the field for me. I have an athlete. Her name's Mallory Soliotis. She's a professional hockey player for the Boston Pride. Played four years at Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, so one summer, this was when she was at Yale, uh, the town of Acton has like a uh, 10K run that they do every year. And she trained all summer just for that. Mm-hmm. And she killed it on that 10K. But when she got back to school, she was significantly slower than she was the year before. It's the pace. She was, was, she pace. was used to a slower pace. Slower pace. Wow. Okay. Right. You know, that you would, think, you would think that she would be, sure. you know, you know obviously better great. shape. And, Her yeah. endurance was great, but, but she the was speed slow. wasn't there. She was yeah. slow. Yeah. You know, so it, it, don't train slow. Train fast. That is, yep. that is a philosophy that I, you know, obviously if we're going to, if we're going to activate things like that, that's not really training. That's activation. Nice and slow control. But we want explosive movements. We want to sprint. We want to throw things hard. Yeah. We need explosive yeah. movements for these athletes. Man, you get me excited, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm ready to work out. You can see the passion, you know? <laughs> I can. I can. And I know the audience that, you know, is going to listen to this or going to view this online, they're going to see and hear the passion that you have. And, you know, for well, you athlete, have that same passion, Coach. I, we've worked together. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It, 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 and it was a pleasure working with you. Uh, you, know, it, you don't often get times to work with a pro. And, yes, you were a pro football player, but you're just a pro in life. So there I, you go. I, I want to thank you for you, – you can, you can keep bringing, going. You can keep going. <laughs> Tall, dark, and handsome. You, you know what I mean? You can keep going. <laughs> so let, let me ask you this. This is, this is a good spinoff. What is a common myth about sports performance that is not true? Um. I thought about this question, and what I think the biggest myth is, and I don't know if I'm answering this correctly, but I see a lot of people that will just go on 
and just think they'll go on YouTube and do, they'll see a, a drill and they'll do it, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But the misconception is that that's all we do. We just put out a bunch of drills just to get them moving. Mm. And that is not the case. There is a methodical approach to everything I do. When am I going to do it? Why am I doing it? And how can I correct it if it's not right? Yeah. And that is my biggest issue with, um, with people that aren't professionals training an athletes. I get it. Dads, and I'm going to do it to my son, and you're going to do it to yours. Mm-hmm. And, and dads are going to train their kids. But um, – don't discount what I do and think that it's that you can do it because you played freshman football. Right. Right. You know, and, and I'm not trying to offend any dads here, but reach out. It's the experience I am, of it, man. It's experience. I listen, I am not a greedy person. If someone reaches out to me and with a film of their son that I've never worked with and said, What do you think of this? I'll try to break it down. I'll try to give them as much advice as possible. I want to help these athletes. Whether it's going to benefit me or not, it's going to benefit these athletes. Yeah. But, but don't think that I'm just watching videos and doing drills out of order for no reason whatsoever. Like I no, said, there's, there's a, a reason. There's a rhyme and reason to everything. Why we're doing and how we're doing it, when we're doing it. Yep. You yep. know, and, and, and so that I don't know if I really answered the question. But no, you did, man. You you you, you did, and I and I think that's something that goes unsaid but you are 100 correct like there are a lot of people out there because there let's be frank there are a lot of coaches out there quote unquote right the bad ones mm-hmm. they'll find videos right sure they'll, they'll see a jim bennett video and they'll try to take what you do and say oh i can do this all i have to do is put the athlete through it but like you said you focus on the correction you focus on making sure the athlete does it right not right. just doing it sure. right there's a difference and, and the correction is either Hey, you're going to get hurt if your knee goes over your ankle mm-hmm. or, or um, you're going to benefit if you do it this way. You know, how is it yeah. going to hurt? This is going to hurt you, but if you do it this way, it'll actually benefit you. And then, yeah. so what the, one of the most important things, especially I work with a lot of young athletes, you know, I just worked with five, seven, eight, nine-year-olds today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Good, so yeah. Some of them are young and, and um, it's teaching that long-term development but teaching them how to do things properly. How do we stop properly so mm-hmm. that we can re-accelerate? How can we stop to re-accelerate without putting ourselves in danger? You know, that is, yeah. the biggest, you know, my job, number one job, keep them safe. Keep them safe, right. Them and, safe. And, and those are things that stay with them, right? They learn it at an early age, Correct. you know, five, six, seven years old, you kind of learn, hey, I'm, this is how I stop properly. Yep. Or this is this is how I, you know, run correctly. These are the right mechanics. Like they're learning those things, you know, at, at a young age like that. They're I mean, by the time they get to high school, they're gonna have a PhD in in, in moving the correct way. Correct. And you know, one of my philosophies is I want to be the coach I didn't have. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there weren't I mean, I'm forty four years old. We didn't have sports performance coaches when I was seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah. And if we did, they were in California. You know, right. working with pros. <laughs> yeah. They weren't working yeah. with seven, eight, nine-year-olds at the local park. Yeah. Um, so I want to be that. I want to be that role model. I want to be that. You know, that. Uh, the adult, resource form. That resource that adults figured that part of the village. You know, mentor. It takes, yeah. It takes a yeah. village. 
You know, yeah. I have more parents that come up to me, and, and I, you know, I love the parents that that bring their kids to me uh, because you can see they're invested. And not every one of them, some of them do, but not every one of them thinks their kid is going to go pro. Mm -hmm. Some of them do, and you know, sometimes you have to tell them to pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you have to say, listen, everyone has potential. They have to work hard and they have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. All right. So you have, and I love this quote, you have a quote um, where you say, quote, are you willing to work for what others dream about? Unquote. Yeah. yeah. Can you that's elaborate an on that? That's an original. I made that one up. <laughs> that's an OG quote right <laughs> it's there. It's an OG quote. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I can elaborate. Listen, there's a lot of talkers. There's a lot of dreamers. There's a lot of, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I want to be this. I want to go to the NFL. I want to go to college. I want a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to put the work in? Right. Because there's a lot of right. dreamers out there. Right. Are there Dreams are good. Dreams but... are great, but work for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I, there's a lot of talk. I'm not, I, I don't like talkers. I like walkers. Yeah. You know what I, I, uh, that reminds me of a quote that I hear. I only heard one person say this. And I and I, I want to take it, but he's a famous guy, Jalen Rose um, from ESPN, where he says the dictionary is the only place where dreams come before work. Yes. I right. Like so you need to. It, it's actually reverse in real life. You need to work to get to your dreams. Right. Yep. Right. So a lot of people, you know, say certain things. They want to do this. They want to do that. Which is yep. fine. Right. We all have dreams. We all have aspirations. Now yeah. you need someone, like you said need a mentor you need a resource you need um someone in the community like yourself that gives them the blueprint sure. gives them the guideline it lets them know hey like the work you're putting in it's not enough i'd say half like you, you mentioned i have a degree in uh psychology and mm -hmm. i have a degree in exercise science and i use my degree in psychology way more than i use my degree in exercise science yeah on a daily yeah. basis yeah daily if i'm working it's with a hundred if i'm working with a hundred athletes a week. That's a hundred personalities mm -hmm. that, uh, that a hundred different motivations, a what drives something drives these athletes. And it's different for every one of them. And it's right. my job to find out what their motivation is. Yeah. You know, some of it's glory. Some of it's just beating their own record. Some of it's mm -hmm. beating their friend. So, you mm -hmm. know, there's all kinds of different things. Some of it's just, you know, I just want to be healthy. But what is your motivation and how can I harness that? How can I drive that? How can I challenge you um, to be the best you can? You know, and you said willing to work for what others dream about. Mm -hmm. We can have the same dream, but if I'm working and you're not, I have a better shot at making that dream. Yeah, that's right. That's not, right. And, and you might not get that dream, right? But aim for the stars. Aim yep. for it. Aim Only for that way to dream. get there is to work, work for it. Work towards it, yeah. you know. I didn't know what my dream was, you know, I just kept working hard and I think I found it, you know, yep. I, I, I found what, what I'm supposed to be doing uh, and, and hard work and, and dedication, no matter what you do, sports, life, school, work, family, relationships, you have to work hard. Got to work. You know, you say, Hey, I want, you know, I want to have the best wife in the world. I want to find the perfect, my soulmate. You know, you're not going to find her sitting on your couch doing nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? You're not going to do it. You're not yeah. going to do it. Uh, so you have to get out there. You have to, whatever it is, I want this job. I want this promotion. You got to put yourself out there. You got to go, you gotta, you gotta you gotta go get work. it. You yeah. got to get that work. You got to show that whoever's about, whoever has the authority to give you that promotion, 
has yeah. to see that you are the hardest worker in that room. And, and, and I'm also a big believer um, that, you know, with work comes confidence. You know, Absolutely. Um, here at the podcast, I, you know, I, I have a quote where, you know, I say, you know, work over worry. The, the biggest point that I love about that quote is that, you know, you don't have to worry when you're working. Right. And also, if you begin, you don't have time to worry if you're working. Yeah, exactly. You don't have time. You don't have time to worry uh, when you're working. And when you're working, you get rid of the worry. So, you know, that's I think confidence plays a lot into, um, you know, your work and what you do, because I, I feel strongly that if a person is they work diligently, they work day in and day out at something when it actually comes time to, you know, test what they have and sure. they're not, you can't lie to yourself. Nope. So you, you see you that for yourself. You see that. I see that. And I'm sure you see that in athletes. Athletes yep. maybe just can't get a technique or just can't get a drill. They can't do it. Can't do it. Then they finally get it. Yep. And then boom, it's like their eyes light up. They're walking taller. They're, yep. strutting, they're strutting back down at the start line. You can't line. fake that, man. You can't fake that, you know? Yep. You can't so, give that to them either. They got to so, work for it. So I like to I like to have athletes compete against each other yeah. in training. Uh, I believe competition breeds greatness. Ask, ask Coke and Pepsi. Neither one of them would be <laughs> where they're at. Neither one of them would be where they're at without the other. I like that, yeah. Right? So when I – and it's tough right now with, with what's going on with, with COVID-19 and social distance training. Uh, to have more than one athlete list their family members, which I'm working with right now, or, you know, they're in the same house, they can train together. Mm -hmm. um, so the stopwatch is my, one of my best tools uh, as a performance coach. If we're working on speed training, say that, you know, and we're doing 10 yard sprints and I have that stopwatch and they're doing it in 1.7 or wherever they're doing it in 2.8. Mm-hmm. What's your best? As they're up the line, what's your best time? All right, let's get one point less. There you go. Yep. Let's beat, let's beat yourself. Let's beat. Let's 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 work hard. If we need to recover a little longer, then we'll recover a little longer. But that's, let's beat that. That's where the competition lies, man. With and yourself. That, and if they can't compete against someone else, compete against yourself. Yep. There you Period. go. I love it. I love it, man. So, what do you see yourself in your coaching career uh, five years from now? Um, you know, I like the path I'm on right now. I, I mean, I own a mm -hmm. facility. I think probably my next step would be uh, a larger facility with, mm -hmm. uh, with multiple turf fields, full fields. Mm -hmm. that, that, that would probably be my big goal. Maybe two indoor fields, an outdoor field with a strength and conditioning facility. Um, but as far as, you know, reaching my, my coaching, you know, I, I enjoy where I'm at. You know, I, yeah, I, I, you hear, know. I, I hear other coaches and like, I want to go coach the pros. Uh, you know, hey, that would be kind of cool to me. But you know what? I feel like I'd have more impact on these younger kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's get them yep. when they're impressionable. Right. I want to I want to help create that greatness. I don't want to polish it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I do polish it. You know, I've got some athletes that were phenomenal athletes way before they ever came to me. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I help polish and I help fix technique and things like that. But I can't take credit for anything they've done. Right. What I can take credit for is, is, have, is having them wanting to come train with me because they're comfortable. Right? Are they comfortable pushing themselves to their limit in my presence with my coaching? Yeah. yeah. Right? At the level they're already at. You know, I got some pro athletes. I got kids. 
I got a, a you know, I got kids that were eighth graders getting uh, scholarship offers to Michigan as an eighth grader. Wow. You know, <laughs> but, like it's insane. You know, I didn't help that kid do anything. Yeah. But you know what? He, he chose to come train with me. He believed in you. He believed in me. So, mm -hmm. you know, that right there is great. And, you know, and then some of these kids, when I can teach a kid that can't run at all, you know, mm -hmm. just flailing all over the place and I can yep. tighten him up and all of a sudden in a session, he looks 10 times better. Man, that's worth more than, you know, working with a pro every day. You know, and don't get yeah. me wrong. I would, I would love to do some, some work with the pros. And I've worked I with college athletes. But, mm -hmm. but I feel like my impact is larger on these younger athletes, these, yeah. ju you know, middle school, junior high, high school athletes where, I'm sorry, I keep hitting that table. Uh, you know, how can I, how can I help propel them to the next level? Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, so yeah. And yeah. yeah, and you know what, like, like I said, I mean, I, I do my research and I was in the area for a good amount of time and, yep. you know, Anyone that I know that work with you, um, players, families, and I, and, I, and I put a lot of stock in what the players say, right, mm -hmm. the athletes say, because um, they're in it day in and day out. And I've, every athlete that I ran into that had you as a coach, I mean, they, they couldn't stop talking about you. Couldn't stop talking about, you know, the work that you do and the confidence that you instilled in them. And, um, you know, you've been a stick, you've been a stickler on technique, uh, yeah. which, which, which is uh, something that I'm big on. So um, keep working, man. Keep going. And, you know, you're, you're changing it. lives. Right. And, I appreciate uh, it. I appreciate it. It's, you know, it's all we can ask for. Right. How, how can we yep. make an impact? How can we help? And that's how Bill and I came up with the name Next Generation Elite. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how, you know. This is the next year. Who are we working with? We're working on the next generation. What do we exactly. want to make them? We want to make them elite. Our time's it's up, a, man. Our, my time was up a long time ago. A long time ago. It hurts you out of bed kid. sometimes, right? But yeah, yeah. Okay, let me pass this knowledge on. You know, I want these athletes to be a better athlete than I ever was. Yep. You, you know? want them to you want them to have yeah. that coach you never had, man. I want to be the coach you never had, and I want them to be the athlete I never was. You know, mm -hmm. I was an okay athlete. You know, Division Two football linebacker. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had fun in college, but if I had had a performance coach and some guidance, who knows where I could who have knows. been? Right. Who knows? You yeah. know, and I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like to live in the past of coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, I take my past experience and I help inform my future. Yep. No matter what it was, were good, bad, and different. Um, so I wouldn't change anything for the world, but I want to help these kids get further than I ever got. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. Let's get into a rapid fire segment. Okay. All um, right. So what I like to do, uh, switch things up, you know, get a chance for the audience to, uh, do you switch listen. the questions up or is it the same question? I switch them up, man. Okay, good. Right. I, I, I switch <laughs> them up. I make sure uh, I switch them up. Um, cause I, some are the same, but yeah, a, a great majority of them are, are, uh, are switch up. So All right, cool. you have 10 seconds. Only okay. To answer. All right. Each each uh, question. Each question. Okay. That's it. Each one. Uh, I should only did five seconds, but uh, <laughs> I'll try to be quicker than ten. <laughs> okay. Good. Good. Okay. Number one. Um, you can only choose one athletic trait. Would you rather have strength or speed? Speed. Speed. Okay. Speed. Nice. Um, what's your favorite food or cuisine? Steak. Oh yeah. Uh, I want a potatoes. 
steak and potatoes, some some asparagus, some yeah, grilled asparagus. Go. Yeah. But I want there I want a ribeye with marbling and, and juicy. That's what I want. Yeah, a little red wine or what? Yeah, I'll take some red wine or an IPA <laughs> beer, maybe. There you go. You're gonna sleep good <laughs> that night, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is all, this is one that I I always ask. Okay. Every guess. Um, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, how weird are you? I'm a seven. I can, seven. I can, I can get weird. People, people normally get – I had uh, a coach answer. Uh, he said he's eight-point weird. Eight-point weird? <laughs> so he's eight-point weird. That was a weird answer, so he's right. He's probably a ten then, right? He's probably uh, ten. He's a good guy, man. But, uh, Underestimate yeah, yourself, coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Are you, how weird are you? Depends on the day, man. Right? Yeah. Uh, depends on the I, situation. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably you. Solid nine. All right, all right. Solid nine, man. Weird, uh, <laughs> weird in a good way. I would like yeah, to. Oh say. yeah, of course. Of I course. like to try to be memorable, however I can. So. Fair enough. Okay, if you had a boat, what would you name that boat? The money pit. The money pit. The money pit. All right. That's why your money went. Holes you in the water that you dump money in. <laughs> yeah. That's all you do. You just dump money into that boat and it, you like, never get it Why did back. I get this? Why did I get this? <laughs> what? But if I was to get a boat, I think it would be a pontoon boat. Pontoon. Okay. Yeah. You know those big, they got the, the tubes on the side and you can drill mm -hmm. on them. And yep. Some of them you can go fast enough you could water ski off, uh, off the back. So oh, wow. I like, I like okay. one that, that you can kind of congregate and, and sit around and, and not just be stuck in a seat you can kind of move right yeah. right and, and and for the one for people out there that do not know new england has i mean it's scenic man it has a lot of a lot of different terrains but also a lot of bodies of water around yeah, ocean so. lakes all kinds of yep. stuff yeah I, yep. my, my new mission is i want to i want a lake house so there you my go. wife keeps rolling eyes, but i i want i want that's my that's my maybe five that's my, years maybe that's my that's five your years. five years <laughs> I want, I, I want a house on a lake that I can boat and swim in the summer and ice skate. And yeah. I've never ice fished, but if I ended, if I live in a lake, I probably would. You have to do it. I right. have to do it, right? Yeah. Just make sure you get an invite for me, man. Uh, uh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you don't, I'm still going to show up. That's All how right. weird I am. <laughs> Bring the coach at this point. Eight. Right. <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, what's the most useless talent that you have? Ah, uh, I just did it today. I can spin a football with my feet so it spins like a top and then kick it through a field goal post. Dude, that's it, a good talent. It's a good talent, but it's useless. <laughs> yeah. You can't uh, do anything with it except, you know, yeah, impress 10-year-olds. That's really – That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You know what? I played basketball my entire life, another yeah. sport I played. I can never spin the ball on my, on my finger. No? So the fact that you could spin a football on your – foot yeah. or toe well no no so I, I don't spin it on my toe i i kick I oh, I thought you... one. no 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 I, I i i put one foot on the ball i kick it yeah. with the other and then it, spins, it, spin. it spins on the ground like a top and then i kick gotcha. it. gotcha yeah it's it, impressive you know, yeah it should be worth four points not three <laughs> there you go yeah. yeah right maybe maybe we can help uh boost the nfl ratings out i'm gonna call uh goodell man maybe yeah. he can implement that and then you could be hired you could be yeah. hired they can be my pro. Twenty-four year old rookie. <laughs> Laces out, Dan. <laughs> cool, man. Um, all right. That wasn't this... very rapid fire. I know. I know. Right, let's go. But it, it, people, people can, you know, they get to see that's who fine. you are. So that's, that's the cool part.
hopefully this one will not get you in trouble. What celebrity would you rate a perfect 10? J-Lo. J-Lo. I know, still, still, still has it, man. Still has it. You know, the great thing about J-Lo is that even my wife, she's like, man, she's hot. <laughs> so I don't yeah. get in trouble, with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah great, you know, we're, we're, we're not we're not 18. I'm sure our wives aren't uh, that jealous anymore that we can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. listen, <laughs> Bor was on my TV the other day. I saw my wife take a couple extra peeps. So You're right, it is right. what it is. They have theirs. We have ours, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is what it is. Who's the better player, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Maybe I'm showing my age, but I've been watching that documentary, and I remember growing up watching Jordan. Um, it's hard to go against Jordan. It's hard to go against Jordan. Uh, listen, LeBron's a great athlete. He's a big boy. You know, he's a tight end playing basketball. Mm -hmm. um, but if money on the line, you know, last shot, last play, Paul's going to Jordan. Okay. Okay. I Period. like that. Okay. And then he was actually, <laughs> he just said that. And it, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, he walked by. It was showing that documentary. It was like episode four. He walked by. I think it was Rashad, uh, what's his name, the sportscaster there? Amar Rashad. He turns yeah. to Jordan and says, who takes the last shot? It was the dream team. And mm -hmm. Jordan looks at him, he's like, me. Like, yeah. you're Good even question. asking that question? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. that confidence that I want the ball. How many times LeBron passed that ball up? When he should. Hey, I love LeBron shot. too, man. Hey, I like LeBron. Gonna, not, I'm not going to do that, but but I've seen him pass that ball up and not take that shot. The team sport, man. You know, you gotta. Yeah, but you got that that superstar. You want that dagger. You got. I you got want you. that guy that takes that shot. I understand. I understand. I understand. So, I read a book. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called Relentless. The trainer. I, I can't. I can't think of his name right Tim now. Grover. Yes. Jordan's. Yep. Yep. Yes, Jordan, Kobe, Baby uh, Tiger. Yeah, man, I'm reading that book. And just the mentality of these guys, relentless. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, they talk about cleaners, closers, and um, something else. I can't – it's, it's in my right now. And I'm kind of in the middle right now. Because mm -hmm. the one at the end doesn't care, which was Jordan. They don't care what people think. They don't care right. about anything. They want the next one. Part of me yeah. still cares. You know, the human in me still right. cares if people – you know, that's what makes that, these guys different, man. Yeah, makes you know, and I don't know if I have that to get all the way there because I still want to be able to care a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but 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 that drive, that relentless, you know, I guess the name of the book, relentless, but just that we're gonna win. I'm gonna do whatever it takes, no matter what. No feelings involved. If your your feelings are hurt, walk strictly away. business, it's, baby. Business, right? Strictly now. business. <laughs> you know, obviously, I can't have that mentality with right. You know, young young athletes. <laughs> But I love that mentality. Yeah, I love it. You're right, man. You're right. If you had one plane ticket to go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Fiji. Fiji. Nice. Yeah, I want to. I want. I want to go. I mean, but I want to go. You know those uh, huts that are in the water. Like yes, sleep yes, in the house. yes, yes, yes. I think that was the first place they ever saw had them, and that's what I want to go. I want to get, get on your pontoon boat. Yes, my pontoon like, boat. I can grill <laughs> some steaks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm never going back. No. I'm never going back. <laughs> I'll be doing a lot of Zoom trainings from people. Yeah, there you go. Right, right. <laughs> if you had any superhero power, 
what would it be? Mental telepathy. I want to be able to read the mind. Read the mind. There you go. Read the mind. What? I what try body? to read the mind anyway. I try to read the mind anyway. Like I try to. That's where your psychology you know, degree comes I, it in. It is. Yeah. I try to figure out what people are thinking and what their motives are. Um, so to a glimpse. Professor Not to do it all the time, but be able to turn it on when I want. Not hear everything. Yeah. I don't want to hear just random chatter in people's brains. But if I can't figure out what someone's thinking or what their motives are, I want to be able to tap into that. Yeah. 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 As some a coach, that would be. Some people are good at hiding their motives. So, they are. You know, they are. And as a coach, that would honestly probably probably be the best asset to have. Be able to read minds, you know? Yeah, right. Oh, what your athlete's thinking. There you go. Oh, I know this play. I know the play is <laughs> about to come I know up. He's got, I got the perfect defense for this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, this is a good one. What's one body part you would not mind losing? All right. I'm going to have to say my, my arm. Because I've, well, I've been working four weeks without one, and I'm managing. Okay. So <laughs> okay. I don't like I've never really lost another part. So right now I'm gonna have to say if I never built my arm back, it would it wouldn't be great. But I okay. could probably I could probably manage. You could make it work. Yeah. My left arm, not my right arm. I'm my right. Arm. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is something that you are afraid of? Failure. I'm Good. afraid of failure. Good one. Yeah. Um. And that's what drives me, you know, um, NGE, we run a lot of big camps, clinics, mm -hmm. trials, yes, we have an all-star yep. team, you know, and every time I do one, I stress about, are we going to get enough people to sign up for this? You mm -hmm. know, and that fear of failure makes me work harder to make sure that enough athletes go there that my coaches can get paid, mm -hmm. the school, uh, I can pay the, the expenses. And maybe yep. myself and my partner can make a little bit of money. Yep. yep. But that fear of, 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 of people saying, hey, NGE, you're in a camp and no one showed up. Right? That's fear. That. That's true yep. fear in, my, in, in me. And, it and, is. And it, it's, it, it's real. Uh, but fear is okay. Fear drives a lot of things. You know, I got Fear can be a good thing. Yeah, Clearly. fear can be a good thing. You know, we're doing these things. I don't know if you ever used them before, but they're called overruns. And basically, I attach – a waist, a belt to an athlete. Make them go faster. And I put bungees, I'll mm -hmm. hook it on. I strap three of those long, long bungees on. I go 20 yards away and we and go and they launch, right? And we're teaching them to cycle faster. But they're cycling faster because they're afraid to fall. Yeah. <laughs> they're afraid they're going to fall in their face. That's but true. you know what? In that fear, they're learning and their body is learning to move their feet faster than they normally would. Beautiful. You know, so fear yeah. is a factor whether yep. it's that or it's fear of losing the game. So I'm going to work harder. I'm going to prepare harder because I don't want to lose this game. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to run a, 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 a promote this thing that I'm telling thousands of people about and then nobody show up because then that's yep. a reflection on me and my company. So mm -hmm. fear is real. You know, people, you know, don't fear anything. No, you can use fear, but just, you got to harness it. Yep. Yep. You got to harness, harness it. Right. Channel it, harness it to, to, you know, don't make it, you know, it shouldn't debilitate you. It shouldn't stop you from doing. It should motivate you to do something to stop whatever you're afraid of. There you go. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Lastly, um, what's the most precious thing in your life? My family, my son. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, life changing. We talked about this before we started. Uh, mm -hmm. My son. My son's five years old. 
Um, I have the best wife in the world that supports what I do. Uh, you know, I have crazy hours. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a nine to five where I get up, go to work, come back. I'm working Saturdays. I'm working nights. I'm going to Ohio to the Pokemon yep. for tournaments. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Orlando, because I have athletes playing in the All-American game. Mm -hmm. She supports it. And then my son, who is my motivation for everything. You know, yeah. he is the reason why I get up in the morning and, and, and try to grow NGE and try to grow TAP and try to, you know, help my athletes because I'm building this for him. I'm trying to build a legacy so mm -hmm. that if he wants to take over someday, you know, I know he's only five, yeah. so he's got a lot, but he is a coach at heart. He's been yeah. with me doing this since he was born. Yep. Excuse me. Uh, and then sometimes he'll take over. He'll come, he'll be with me. He's with me a lot. I got work. He comes to me with tap. He's kind of like the mascot, but at five years old, he can tell an athlete that he's not doing something right. Wow. <laughs> he knows. Wow. He knows. Yeah. Or he'll stand there and go, all right, I'm going to do it. Go, go, go. Like knowing the timing and stuff like that. And, and you know, at first, I'm sure there was a couple of people that like, why is this little kid around? But I think it helps some of these parents feel like they can trust me a little more. Yeah. They see that That's I'm a, good a point. dad. They see I'm a dad. They see that I, you know, I, that I, I care for something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We tell our yeah. kids, if, if you're ever lost, find a mom, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I tell my son. You, you, you're ever lost, you can't find me, find a mom. Or mm -hmm. someone with a little kid, right? Because you, you, you kind of say, okay, they have to have some sort of stability and trust. Yeah. And, and whatever. There's something in them. Something in them to care for this child. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, um, so yeah, my, my, my son. My, That's my beautiful. Wife, yeah. I'll be coming for you uh, or to you for advice, man. Um, you know, my wife's a, uh, a few weeks away, so. Is it a few weeks? From, from our so first. My, my number one advice is, obviously, during labor, be there for your wife. You know, whatever she needs, if she needs a pink elephant, you go find a pink elephant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as mm -hmm. fast as you can, <laughs> right? Um, but she's going to be tired. Yeah. You know, after this. Uh, but just enjoy every second of it. Yeah, you know, I can't forget it, man. Twenty twenty is a, uh, a unique year. It's a unique year, and I found out that your son is due on my birthday. So yes, it's gotta be he worth is. something. Yes, right. Yes, but you're gonna have a Gemini son, right? Yeah, for those out there, Gemini. <laughs> we got multiple. We got multiple. We're twins. We got multiple personalities. So you gotta catch us on the right day. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, to that point, I think my wife has mentioned that she would be okay if uh, she was a little bit. Uh, late <laughs> <laughs> just to get away from the Gemini. <laughs> okay, I see. You got some bad reputation. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those for those out there that do not know, um, my son, uh, he is my first son, my first child. He is due June nineteenth, which is also Coach Bennett's birthday. So, that's so, right. Wish us luck. Um, all right, man. So, anyone that is you know interested more in finding out more about you, Coach Bennett, um, sure. NGE, TAP, where can they find you? Uh, we're on all social media platforms. You can look us up mm -hmm. at Next Generation Elite, mm -hmm. Coach Jim Bennett, or Total Athletic Performance. Yeah. You go on He's on media. there. He's on there. You guys I, I, are active <laughs> in a good way, man. Yeah, probably too yeah. much. But, you know. Never too much, man. <laughs> Never uh, too much. You know, always try to keep it positive. Uh, try to promote yes. our athletes as much as possible. You know, it's mm -hmm. not really about our coaches at NGE or TAP. 
Uh, I like to make it about the athletes. Yep. Uh, the, yep, the you do. Stars. If you go online, you know, you go on, you see these YouTubers, these trainers, you know, some of these guys are more about themselves. Um, about the and, players, and about, the athletes, about the athletes, about the families. It is about the players and development, families and, and relationships. You know, one of the biggest things I say and, and how I believe that I've become successful is relationships and results, right? We form relationships. And once we form those relationships, we can develop results, mm-hmm. right? And if we develop results, we keep those relationships and develop more. You know, every time I go to a game, and that's what I do, I go to, I go to my athletes' games, which is, you know, you had asked a question, you know, one of the things was, you know, what made me choose sports performance over being a sports coach, like a football coach. And I've done that. I've been a football coach. But if I was a football coach, I would never be able to see my athletes that aren't on my team perform. That's correct. And I want to see the fruits of their labor. Yep out on the field. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want to see them. And, and if I'm, if I'm stuck, it, you know, it, it also, and, and I really wouldn't be able to be a football coach with my schedule because yep. I'm training athletes that aren't football players as well. So mm-hmm. during those time where my time would be held up and practice and preparing. Yeah. You would games, have to give it up. I would have to give months. up what yep. I love of training these athletes that aren't football players because it doesn't, you know, I, I don't care what sport you play. I work with, archers and cheerleaders and hockey players and male and mm-hmm. female and um, MMA guys. Uh, I want to be able to see that stuff and not be stuck yeah. to one. Yeah. To, to and, one, and show to that one support, team. man. Yeah. Show, I that, show support. that support. Now I'm a strength yeah. conditioning coach for a high school football team. So I, uh, you know, high school that has a football team. So I go see them probably more often than other people, but I, I don't go to every game. I have to go to other games. Yeah, but so I enjoy that because, I mean, so I enjoy seeing them perform, but, you know, the selfish part of it is every time I go to a game, I'm probably introduced to another parent. Yep. Because a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. A lot of coaches would become, not, you know, you know yes. go, go see their athletes and you, you show the support by actually going to see them, taking yeah, time out of, your, that, that out of your day when they're not paying you, right? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not getting paid for that at all. But exactly. Why, you know, exactly. It, it, these, when, they, when I show up to these games and these kids or these parents see me show up, you know, the look in their face and, you know, they, they realize that I'm not just in it for the money. Yeah. Because if you're in this business for the money, you're going to get out pretty quick because you're not going to make any money at first. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it takes a long mm-hmm. time to actually takes, make a yes. living at this. Yep. Uh, and if you are in it for the money, and if the people that are in it for the money don't last long because they have to find other stuff to do because it's not mm-hmm. paying the bills. Mm-hmm. Now, once you stick with it, willing to work for what others dream about, right? Right. That's, that's when then the benefits come. Yeah. But it's hard work, dedication, and consistency. Yeah. And, and, and if I did it for the money, I would have been out a long time ago. You know, don't get me wrong. It's, you know, uh, it, 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 it's a career now. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm doing okay. It is a business. It, I tell took, people all the time. It, it's definitely yeah. a business. But it took me five years to, to really consider it a business. It was almost a mm-hmm. hobby until then. Yeah. Um, and, and it had to be a labor of love because, it, you know, I wasn't, you know, eating steaks <laughs> off of that money. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So, but but that's you know that's where it's at. It's a labor of love. It's uh, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Uh, and the fact that I get to make an impact every day uh, is is what makes it all work. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. There you have it. Um, before we go, uh, I want to make sure people that are interested in coming to sure. see you at Tap. Yeah. Right. What's the address? Where can they also find that information? Sure. Contact so information. you can go on totalathleticperformance.com. Uh, 
total athletic tap total athletic performance on social media. We are at mm-hmm. 53 Knox Trail, Acton, Massachusetts. Uh, and then Next Generation Elite, we don't really have an address. Like I said, we're kind of a traveling. Right. We have multiple satellite locations that we work at. Um, but yeah, uh, Next Generation Elite, uh, I'm sorry, ngefootball.com, totalathleticperformance.com, and uh, Coach Jim Bennett. You can find all of that stuff there. Find them, man. Go on social media, go online. Yeah, and reach out. If anyone's listening to this, they, want to, they, they have a question. Uh, just want to say hi, please reach out. I accept all right. friends' requests unless you're a, a uniform manufacturer, which I get. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. man. I get like 30 requests oh. from Punjab, India. Yes. Every yes. day. Yes. Because they want to sell me uniforms. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. If, we, if, if, if you know, you know. And if you I know, know, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So this is cool, man. Well, thank you again. Um, My pleasure. You know, I, I know the audience, people out there, they'll be able to see your passion, right? You're very passionate. Um, yeah. You're someone that loves what they do. And um, I know the athletes that you work with, they benefit greatly by your passion and your work ethic and what you do, man. And and, and uh, you make you make sports performance coaches in that space, in that business, you make us proud um, by the way you do things. So I appreciate thank that. you thank again. You. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Definitely. Thank you, coach. Uh, this is, it's been a pleasure, but we also have to, uh, you know, we'll talk a little later because you're going to yeah. come on my radio show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, we'll come on your radio show. Yeah, um, so, actually, can you drop the name? Yeah, for yeah, I'll drop it right now. So it's, um, the Next Generation Elite Scholastic Sports on Radio Show. Mm-hmm. We're local here in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Um, throughout central Massachusetts, we talk about high school sports, uh, training, uh, you know, and, and anything else under the sun. Uh, but you can find us. We're Sundays from 11 to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at WPKZStream.com. Can you repeat that one more time? WPKZStream.com. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. There you go. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Be good, man. Uh, Tell your family I said hello. You guys stay safe. Hope everyone's doing well, and uh, we'll do this again soon, man. Thank you. All right, Coach. Good talking to you. All right, buddy.